0: Part One of the Saga of the Greenlanders, Author Unknown, translated by Arthur Middleton Reeves, eighteen fifty six to eighteen ninety one. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part One: A Brief History of Eric the Red. There was a man named Torvald, a son of Oswald, Ulf's son, Ecsnatori's son. Torvald and Eric the Red, his son left Jaderin in Norway on account of manslaughter and went to Iceland. At that time, Iceland was extensively colonized. They first lived at Drangar on Hornstrands, and there Torvald died. Eric then married Torhild, the daughter of Jorund, and Torbjörg, the ship-chested, who was then married to Torbjörn of the Haukadal family. Eric then removed from the north and made his home at Erikstadir, by vatenshorn eric and thorhild's son was called leif after the killing of eyolf the fowl in duelinghrafen eric was banished from haukadal and betook himself westward to bredafirth setting in aixni in eric's stadir he loaned his outer dais boards to thorgest and could not get these again when he demanded them this gave rise to broils and battles between himself and thorgest as eric's saga relates eric was backed in the dispute by styr Torgrimsen, eilf of svini the sons of brand of Alptefirth, and thorbiorn v while the torgesters were upheld by the sons of tord the yeller and torger of hitardal eric was declared an outlaw at Tornesting. he thereupon equipped his ship for a voyage in ericsvag And when he was ready to sail steer and the others accompanied him out beyond the islands eric told them that it was his purpose to go in search of that country which gunnbjorn son of ulf the crow had seen when he was driven westward across the main at the time when he discovered gunnbjorn's skerries, he added that he would return to his friends if he should succeed in finding this country eric sailed out from Sioko and found the land he gave the name of midiuko to his landfall this is now called blacksark from thence he proceeded southward along the coast in search of habitable land he passed the first winter at ericsey near the middle of the eastern settlement in the following spring he went to ericsfirth where he selected a dwelling place in the summer he visited the western uninhabited country and assigned names to many of the localities the second winter he remained at holmar by hrofensgnippa and the third summer he sailed northward to snaefell and all the way into hrofensfirth then he said he had reached the head of ericsfirth he then returned and passed the third winter in ericsey at the mouth of Eriksfirth. the next summer he sailed to iceland landing in bredafirth he called the country which he had discovered greenland because he said people would be attracted thither if the country had a good name eric spent the winter in iceland and the following summer set out to colonize the country he settled at Brattahild in Eriksfirth, and learned men say that in this same summer in which eric set out to settle greenland thirty-five ships sailed out of bredefirth and gorgarfirth fourteen of these arrived safely some were driven back and some were lost this was fifteen years before christianity was legally adopted in iceland during the same summer bishop frederick and Torvald Kudransen went abroad from iceland of those men who accompanied eric to greenland the following took possession of land there heriulf heriulfsferth he dwelt at heriulf's nests ketil Ketilsfirth. hrafin hraffensferth solvi Solvadal, helgi Torbransson, alptafirth torbjorn Gleamer, siglufirth einar einarsfirth hafgrim hafgrimsfirth and vatnarferfi arnlogsfirth while some went to the western settlement leif the lucky baptized after that sixteen winters had lapsed from the time when eric the red went to colonize greenland leif eric's son sailed out from greenland to norway he arrived in drone time in the autumn when King Olaf Tryggvason was come down from the north out of Halugaland. Leif put into Nidaros with his ship and set out at once to visit the king. King Olaf expounded the faith to him as he did to other heathen men who came to visit him. It proved easy for the king to persuade Leif, and he was accordingly baptized together with all of his shipmates. Leif remained throughout the winter with the king by whom he was well entertained Biarni goes in quest of greenland herjulf was a son of bard herjulfson he was a kinsman of ingolf the first colonist ingolf allotted land to herjulf between Vag and reykjanes and he dwelt at first at drepstok herjulf's wife's name was torgard and their son whose name was Biarni, was a most promising man He formed an inclination for voyaging while he was still young, and he prospered both in property and public esteem. It was his custom to pass his winters alternately abroad and with his father. Bjarni soon became the owner of a trading ship, and during the last winter that he spent in Norway, his father, Herliuf, determined to accompany Eric on his voyage to Greenland, and made his preparation to give up his farm upon the ship with herjulf was a christian man from the hebrides he it was who composed the sea-roller song herjulf settled at herjulf's and was a most distinguished man eric the red dwelt at bratehild where he was held in the highest esteem and all men paid him homage these were eric's children leif Torvald, and torstein and a daughter whose name was freydis she was wedded to a man named Torvard, and they dwelt at gardar where the episcopal seat now is she was a very haughty woman while Torvard was a man of little force of character and Freydis had been wedded to him chiefly because of his wealth at that time the people of greenland were heathen Bjarni arrived with his ship at eirar in iceland in the summer of the same year in the spring of which his father had sailed away biarni was much surprised when he heard this news and would not discharge his cargo his shipmates inquired of him what he intended to do and he replied that it was his purpose to keep to his custom and make his home for the winter with his father and i will take the ship to greenland if you will bear me company they all replied that they would abide by his decision then said biarni our voyage must be regarded as foolhardy seeing that no one of us has ever been in the greenland sea nevertheless they put out to sea when they were equipped for the voyage and sailed for three days until the land was hidden by the water and there the fair wind died out and north winds arose and fogs and they knew not whither they were drifting and thus it lasted for many duger then they saw the sun again and were able to determine the quarters of the heavens they hoisted sail and sailed that duger through before they saw land they discussed among themselves what land it could be and biarni said that he did not believe that it could be greenland they asked whether he wished to sail to this land or not it is my counsel said he to sail close to the land they did so and soon saw that the land was level and covered with woods and that there were small hillocks upon it they left the land on their larboard and let the sheet turn toward the land they sailed for two duger before they saw another land. They asked whether Biarni thought this was Greenland yet. He replied that he did not think this any more like Greenland than the former, because in Greenland there are said to be many great ice mountains. They soon approached this land and saw that it was a flat and wooded country. The fair wind failed them then, and the crew took counsel together and concluded that it would be wise to land there, but Bjarni would not consent to this they alleged that they were in need of both wood and water you have no lack of either of these says Biarni, a course forsooth which won him blame among his shipmates he bade them hoist sail which they did and turning the prow from the land they sailed out upon the high seas with southwesterly gales for three dugger when they saw the third land this land was high and mountainous with ice mountains upon it they asked Biarni then whether he would land there and he replied that he was not disposed to do so because this land does not appear to me to offer any attractions nor did they lower their sail but held their course off the land and saw that it was an island they left this land astern and held out to sea with the same fair wind the wind waxed amain and biarni directed them to reef and not to sail at a speed unbefitting their ship and rigging they sailed now for four duger when they saw the fourth land again they asked bjarni whether he thought this could be greenland or not bjarni answers this is likest greenland according to that which has been reported to me concerning it and here we will steer to the land they directed their course thither and landed in the evening below a cape upon which there was a boat and there upon this cape dwelt herjulf bjarni's father whence the cape took its name and was afterwards called herjulfness bjarni now went to his father gave up his voyaging and remained with his father while herjulf lived and continued to live there after his father here begins the brief history of the greenlanders next to this is now to be told how bjarni herjulfsen came up from greenland on a visit to earl eric by whom he was well received bjarni gave an account of his travels upon the occasion when he saw the lands and the people thought that he had been lacking in enterprise since he had no report to give concerning these countries and the fact brought him reproach bjarni was appointed one of the earl's men and went out to greenland the following summer there was now much talk about voyages of discovery leif the son of eric the red of Brattahlid, visited bjarni herjofson and bought a ship of him and collected a crew until they formed altogether a company of 35 men leif invited his father eric to become the leader of the expedition but eric declined saying that he was then stricken in years and adding that he was less able to endure the exposure of sea life than he had been leif replied that he would nevertheless be the one who would be most apt to bring good luck and eric yielded to leif's solicitations and rode from home when they were ready to sail when he was but a short distance from the ship the horse which eric was riding stumbled and he was thrown from his back and wounded his foot whereupon he exclaimed it is not designed for me to discover more lands than the one in which we are now living nor can we now continue longer together eric returned home to brattahlid and leif pursued his way to the ship with his companions thirty-five men one of the company was a german named tyrker They put the ship in order, and when they were ready they sailed out to sea, and found first that land which Bjarni and his shipmates found last. They sailed up to the land and cast anchor, and launched a boat and went ashore, and saw no grass there. Great ice mountains lay inland back from the sea, and it was as a tableland of flat rock all the way from the sea to the ice mountains, and the country seemed to them to be entirely devoid of good qualities then said leif it has not come to pass with us in regard to this land as with biarni that we have not gone upon it to this country i will now give a name and call it heluland they returned to the ship put out to sea and found a second land they sailed again to the land and came to anchor and launched the boat and went ashore this was a level wooded land and there were broad stretches of white sand where they went and the land was level by the sea then said leif this land shall have a name after its nature and we will call it markland they returned to the ship forthwith and sailed away upon the main with northeast winds and were out to dugar before they sighted land they sailed toward this land and came to an island which lay to the northward off the land there they went ashore and looked about them the weather being fine and they observed that there was dew upon the grass and it so happened that they touched the dew with their hands and touched their hands to their mouths, and it seemed to them that they had never before tasted anything so sweet as this. They went aboard their ship again, and sailed into a certain sound, which lay between the island and a cape, which jutted out from the land on the north, and they stood in, westering past the cape. At ebb tide there were broad reaches of shallow water there, and they ran their ship around there, and it was a long distance from the ship to the ocean yet were they so anxious to go ashore that they could not wait until the tide should rise under their ship but hastened to the land where a certain river flows out from a lake as soon as the tide rose beneath their ship however they took the boat and rowed to the ship which they conveyed up the river and so into the lake where they cast anchor and carried their hammocks ashore from the ship and built themselves booths there they afterwards determined to establish themselves there for the winter And they accordingly built a large house there was no lack of salmon there either in the river or in the lake and larger salmon than they had ever seen before the country thereabout seemed to be possessed of such good qualities that cattle would need no fodder there during the winters there was no frost there in the winters and the grass withered but little the days and nights there were of more nearly equal length than in greenland or iceland On the shortest day of winter, the sun was up between Ekhtarstad and Dagmalashtad. When they had completed their house, Leif said to his companions, I propose now to divide our company into two groups and to set about an exploration of the country. One half of our party shall remain at home at the house, while the other half shall investigate the land, and they must not go beyond a point from which they can return home the same evening and are not to separate from each other thus they did for a time leif himself by turns joined the exploring party or remained behind at the house leif was a large and powerful man and of a most imposing bearing a man of sagacity and a very just man in all things end of part one recording by expatriate in bangor maine